Good evening and welcome to the first episode of the Chaos Squad podcast. Well, evening to those from Europe, at least. This, this is only the first episode of this podcast, and we practically didn't do any type of preparations for this. I would like to apologize if this sounds amateur-made, because that's exactly what it is. The general topics will revolve around rooms with the emphasis on Real Madrid Femenino. For this first episode, we will talk about Merday 5 of UEFA Champions League, and we will do a little preview of Sunday's La Clásica between Real Madrid and Barcelona, as well as a short comment on other games played in Primera Ibergroa this weekend. To introduce myself, my name is Don Bakoy, and I will be the host of today's podcast. It sounds important when I say the host, but it's just to direct the conversations, because as the name suggests, things usually get a little bit chaotic when we start our debates. With us here are the greatest Naikari Stan Kanita, huge Midema fan Jamila, and probably the only Aznar supporter out there, Juan. We have five topics for today's podcast. First, we will dive into the UEFA Women's Champions League game against Breda Blake in Iceland. And then we will comment on other games and group standings, six weeks fixtures, aside from Barcelona and Arsenal game, which I think deserves its own separate section. So if you manage to survive through all, uh, all our bullshit topics, the topic four is the main event, as we will try to do a detailed analysis on Real Madrid facing Barcelona for the time this season. It will mostly consist of us hyping the game and speculate all the ways we can win. And for the end, uh, as I mentioned before, we will uh, see what else is in store in Primera and expect some teams to drop points and help us climb the table to spots leading to UEFA Women's Champions League next season. So let's dive right into it. First topic is Predoblik Real Madrid game. As we've seen for the game, the pitch was basically covered in snow and the weather is also not very nice. It's windy and it was snowing a lot. Now, as the game progressed, there was information about men's UEFA Champions League game against between Atalanta and Villarreal being cancelled with the same conditions as this game. So I would like this debate to be about double standards between women's and men's football. So if anyone would like to comment on that. Yeah, so I guess uh, I'm just surprised that there was no concern for the women's game. They could have done so much to prevent them playing uh, in these conditions. I mean, they played against Breitablik in Madrid back in, what was it, a few months, months ago. So they could have just switched out those games. That's one thing. Another thing they could have done is they could have played earlier. So they played the 9 o'clock uh, Central Eastern Time, while they could have played, what is it, 6.45 instead. That's the other time, which would have been, I mean, a little better, I think. Uh, and then they choose to cancel the other game, which I guess it was slightly worse, maybe. I don't know. But I think it's just crazy that they don't seem to care about the conditions that they put these players in. Because, I mean, 
it matters a lot. It yeah, also, also one other point to make is, you know, this weather in Atlanta, I presume, came abruptly, but yeah. regarding the game, Iceland, you knew that there was going to be a snowstorm, because, I mean, it's Iceland in December. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that the point, uh, because uh, they decided to, to cancel the Atlanta game, and not the Real Madrid game, is that... Uh, Atlanta, this is like uh, one day this with these weather conditions and they could uh, play uh, well the next the next day, I think, without uh, this uh, snow. And for in where Bregalik is, uh, Reykjavik, I think, or it's no. the same for all the, the weeks. So it would be very difficult to, to find a day. So I think that this is why they decided to cancel one and not the other. But uh, I think that maybe changing the, the time where the game was played would have been a, a great option for Real Madrid because uh, during the morning, I don't think there is this uh, uh, bad weather. I mean, yeah. there was no debate whatsoever about this, um, about this Breda League game, whether it should be cancelled or not, I mean, postponed. Uh, there were there were literally no talks at all about it. Uh, there was a tweet by Arancha, uh, the commentator of Real Madrid TV, uh, that um, there was a reply to it and um, literally comparing the two conditions. And I mean, it doesn't look much worse in Atalanta. And yeah, they could have switched the home game and the away games. Like, I don't know why uh, Breidablik has to play uh, in Iceland in December at all. I mean, it's a little bit questionable. Yeah, especially since they, they already talked about this uh, back when they did the draw, group stage draw. And they said the last game in December, so next week's game, uh, should not be played in uh, the north, so Scandinavia and and Iceland, but, but <laughs> what's, one, what's week. one week? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. One week difference, I mean, what does it make? Yeah, it, I guess you know, first three matches, Brella Bay could play at home and then the other away. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's just crazy to me that they they don't care enough to just switch around the times. I mean, I obviously don't know what it takes to to do that, but it doesn't seem like it would take that much effort. I don't know. It's disappointing to see stuff like that when it could have been prevented. Yeah, of course, it would be a simple exception. I mean, these are extreme uh, weather conditions, <laughs> so uh, an exception would would have been nice here. Yeah. But I, I don't know uh, which is the point of playing uh, in this uh, time, because uh, I, I don't think it's because of uh, money. It's not. I don't think it's a money thing. So I, I don't know why they cannot just change the the time of the of the game. Yeah, I mean, what they have a set timetable at two games at six forty-five and then two at nine. But I mean, it doesn't generate enough money. Do not, let's say, 
play the Breda Preclar Madrid game at 3 or 4 p.m. Right? Because it's uh, the temperatures are a lot colder at night. Yeah. I mean, at least, you know, it wouldn't be, it would, I'm, I presume it, it would be still snowing, but it wouldn't be that much of a harsh weather. Yeah. I mean, because the beds get snowstorm and minus five degrees Celsius. Possible conditions to play. Yeah. Also, I mean, our place is fragile. <laughs> yeah. we, we had, we've had like, what, 10 injuries at the start of the season or something like that. I just, it's annoying to see stuff like this that could be prevented. And when Athenia fell uh, one time and like her gloves were all wet because she fell in like some water or something i was just panicking because it's already cold and then her hands her gloves are going to be wet i mean the, her fingers are going to fall off or something <laughs> yeah that's even worse it's cold outside and uh something is wet so it's even worse yeah it could be iced and yeah yeah i just the, the video esther posted or was it aslani of like her feet being pretty much blue yeah, frozen, after yeah. the training session and, and she's she's swedish yeah <laughs> Come she's on. accustomed to it and she's still froze she has been too too much time in spain i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shall we uh, analyze the lineup that uh Toril brought yes yeah. lineup, lineup. do you have the Yes. Yeah, I can share the, the keyword. We we tried do, to. Do you have it? Yes. Okay. We tried to complete or... the lineup, and uh, we got eight out of eleven players. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it. Uh, yeah, I think so. So the lineup that Toril chose was, uh, of course, Misa. Uh, Corredera, Pops, Rocio, Kenti, and then Mida and Athenea on the wings, Sornosa, Tere, Tere and Astanian Esther in front. You, you, you said, of course, Misa, but uh, with Athenea, Misa was not so sure to play. Yeah, but uh, Medina is out. Uh, she, I don't know what's going on with her, but yeah. She, so. she left with Adnar, I think. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, Ivana was left on the bench. This would have been her 50th uh, game with Real Madrid. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I guess, I guess, I guess she was uh, on the bench so that her 50th can be against Barcelona this weekend. Yeah, I think maybe that, or maybe uh, it's a precaution. Because she was also subbed out in, I think, the 55th minute last game yeah. against uh, Virian. So I don't know if maybe there was an injury scare or something and they just did it as a precaution so they left out of this. Like she wasn't subbed in or anything either. So there was, a... was planning to play uh, Babs and Ivana together against uh, Barcelona, then it would be reasonable to not play both of them together. In this match, yes. Yeah. If Ivana started the Villarreal game, then Bob starting this will be 
Yeah. Do you think uh, rotations will be normal during Toril being coach of Real Madrid? I mean, he already started, so I think so. And I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. 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 But he's like... looking for a proper uh, 11 to start. And then he, he just keeps these, these players for all the season. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, it looks like he already has this 4-2-3-1 formation with, with some rotations. Olga for Corredera and uh, Tere for Maite. And what do you think uh, Moller playing as a left winger? I think Azana will play as a left winger and Cadon on the right wing. But now that we don't have any other wingers, I think Moller is the best option. I wouldn't play Naikari on the wing. No, me neither. I think Atenea is better on the left wing than on the right wing. Yeah. And we need a player for the someone to play on the right wing. I don't know who. Maybe Naikari. Car no. Cardona is a right winger, natural yeah. right winger. Yeah, so. Cardona will play right wing. Mm -hmm. And Atenea I don't is a natural left. I prefer, I prefer Müller up top, so just Same. a nine. Yeah. I mean, this uh, Aslani and Aster duo is good, uh, also Müller and uh, Naikari. So those two duos uh, up in front are good so far. Yeah, I think with the squad we have, there should be rotation. Yes. Uh, especially if we have like games twice a week. Um, but, and but we I have. Yeah. Well, we, we have like a strong squad with Astani and Cardona back. I think we could put up like a very strong lineup, and then we could we could have one that's not as strong but still a very good one, uh, where maybe I don't know Muda and Naikari would be the main focus on that. But I think it's important to make sure that uh, all of them just get appropriate rest. Zornoza has played every single minute this season and I'm getting really, really worried. Correction. She played almost every minute. She didn't play like uh, 20 minutes of the first uh, Paris Saint-Germain game. So that's oh. that's all. And the rest she played 90 minutes each. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Still a lot. She's yeah. doing great because she's one of our best players yeah. every game. But but yeah, I don't know. It's yes. like uh, yeah. it's like Luka Modric. So. Yeah. 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 What do you think uh, Toril's approach was to this game, considering the state of the pitch? Maybe I think it was safe. just a score. I mean, this looks uh, like mean, a safe lineup to me for scoring, <laughs> especially yeah. uh, against Breda because we already played them. 
and because we know we knew that the climate would be uh well interesting so yeah playing safe uh to score goals i guess i also think that uh it's intentional to put Müller and aslani on one side and esther and athenia on the other side because i think like maybe there's a connection between Müller and aslani and of course esther and athenia because they they play uh, in spain together as well i i don't know i i think maybe it's it makes sense to me i think i wanted to comment something about the rotations and yeah. A, I think that there are like six players that will play like all the games, which are Aslani, Esther, Sornosa, Ivana, Kenti, and, and Misa. And then the other uh, four, five, will rotate. What do you think? Is, you think Cardona will rotate? No, no, no. No, yeah, Cardona, yeah. That's interesting. I don't see a lot of space rotating on the wings. Unless he converts Orca to a winger, then he has another option. But then you're left with Corenera and possibly Lucia down on the left back position. Do, do you think uh, playing with wingers is uh, the best option with this team? I think that's our only strong side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I think Athenia on on the left and Cardona on the right. I mean, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, they're fast players, and we need fast. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very technical too. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Now looking at the the second half competitions. So we saw Naikari replacing Ted and Lorena replacing. Mola and then Athena was switched on the left wing and Lorena went on the right wing. I think the first time that we saw Naikari actually playing alone in, in the attack, right? Yeah. Because he was usually always paired with either Estero or Mola. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Can't really remember. I mean, that was the the one that led up to the Zornosa goal, uh, where Nagari almost scored before uh, the ball was deflected. Uh, there was one before I, that I, a header attempt. I think. Um, right. I think Cardona passed. I I'm not sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Zornoza, third goal, right? So Zornoza takes the ball, runs through the middle, passes it on to Cardona, and then Cardona uh, does a back pass to Zornoza. If anyone pre-season against uh, Albacete, when Zornoza scored. Oh, yeah. Do we have the, the, the video of the goal? No. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to find that. But there is uh, one. it was, I think it was exact, exactly the same action. There is one yeah. on my second Instagram, but 
Yeah, uh, we can't find <laughs> it now. It's fine. <laughs> and then the rebound went to Naikari. Uh, what was the name of the bad double goalkeeper? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But and then another rebound to Zotosa. Yeah. I mean, uh, also uh, another interesting situation. I would say uh, Maite Oroz Aslani. And then Maite played in that uh, Aslani. So, so Maite is, did not play as a defensive midfielder like she used to do every single game before this one, but had a more forward role. Also, that's something new that we saw with uh, Toriv on the bench. Yeah, okay, I think so... it was a good call. She did well there. I think during these first games of Toril, he will be just uh, trying different things, but we don't know what is uh, what will be her, uh, his final idea of, of the team yet, because he will be just trying things and seeing what what uh, is better for for the team. But yeah, I think I think it it's hard to to really know now because there has been two games. One we didn't get to watch, and then this one that was in terrible uh, weather conditions. So I think once we, and then ne next match will be against the uh, Barça. So. That doesn't count either. I think. Yeah, I mean, you just, can't really extract any any you know, tactics pattern from these three games because. Yeah. I think we'll have to wait to, till the uh, next year. Uh, you know, after after Christmas break to just see what happens. Yeah, we still have Kharkiv, um, uh, Madrid, and Huelva. Oh, yeah. So right. I think those are three decent games. Not yeah. too easy, not too hard, then to, to actually see. Yeah, I think it's good that we already qualified for the quarterfinals, so uh, the Kharkiv game will be uh, perfect for experimentations because we can't really lose anything by, with this. Uh, it will be probably a big experiment, but also going for the win as always. <laughs> but yeah, big experiment and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope they win, and I hope they do it convinc convincingly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so so I conclude this and switch to other match. They no uh, match in other other groups in uh, Champions League this week. So uh, let's start with Juventus Chelsea game. Has anyone watched that? I don't think. Because it was at the same time as Gredoblik, uh, Real Madrid. So, but there is this incident that happened with the pitch invader and Sam Kerr. Yeah. So, Sam Kerr receiving a yellow card for that, which isn't in any way related to the game itself. Yeah, so, I have the, uh, a video. That's the right decision for uh, Sam to do that because watching the footage, you can yeah, see that uh, she she got a yellow car for this. Yeah, yeah. Just I you can see her good. just walking there, and then she just. I yeah, mean, she, she did run into the team, 
Yeah. Was it necessary of her to do that? I think uh, it was very much frustration because I think this was the 88th minute of the game. Um, it was nil-nil. None of them have, have uh, qualified yet. If Chelsea wanted to qualify, they needed to win. So someone coming onto the pitch and just stopping the game when there's like two minutes left, uh, probably very frustrating. And then you can see that like two people coming after him there and they're just, just walking. They're not hurrying or anything. So I think it's just pure frustration. If you play the video, you can see the man uh, running very slow. <laughs> like yeah. very slow. Oh, he <laughs> runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. Because <laughs> when you see a pitch invader in the men's game, they're like 15 security guards and they're all running and jumping and tackling. And it's just crazy. And here they're pretty much just walking. And I don't think that they weren't ready for, for someone to come in the pitch. I guess, yeah. They, but they didn't expect this uh, to happen. I, I still think it's... I mean, I, I don't blame Sanka for what she did. I think uh, it was great she did it because it's very much uh, I don't give a shit. Someone should do something. Yeah, and obviously, frustration. Uh, and yeah, the, about the yellow card, I think the game rules says that you can't intentionally harm someone or whatever. And it doesn't specify players, I think. So it, it's a yellow card. Could even be a red. But I mean, I don't, I don't blame her for what she did. Okay, so considering Chelsea Juventus came in and it's nil nil, uh, everything is over. Uh, in that group uh, A, uh, all three teams, Chelsea and Wolfsburg, uh, can prog progress. Now, in the last melee, we have Juventus Red and Chelsea going head to head with Wolfsburg. So, presumably, Juventus wins. They go to 11 points and it's all going to come down to Wolfsburg playing against Chelsea. I'm just a little confused about this. So the thing is, let's say Wolfsburg win against Chelsea and Juventus wins against Servet. Then they've all got 11 points. But then it comes down to what uh, individual head-to-head, -head, something like that. But then we have uh, Chelsea and Wolfsburg who got a draw, and then if Wolfsburg wins, then they will be above Chelsea, right? Yes. But Juventus lost against Chelsea and then got a, a normal draw. So Chelsea will be above Juventus, but Juventus won against Wolfsburg. So how exactly does that work? 
Yeah, so, Juventus above Wolfsburg, but Wolfsburg above Chelsea, but Chelsea above Juventus. I mean, would it then be goal differences or head to head goal differences? Maybe Wolfsburg needs to win free, uh, by free difference. I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's goal difference after the individual um, matches. Yeah, but is it goal differences in total or is it goal difference? I, I, I think it's first uh, match between the, the two teams involved in the draw. So, and then it's a total difference of goals. I think normally it's like this in in male's football, so I think it will be the same. I, I read somewhere on Twitter that Wolfsburg beats Chelsea, Juventus beats Red, and then Wolfsburg and Juventus are the ones going through. But I don't know if that information is correct. Yeah, I think I read something about if Wolfsburg wins by more than one goal, Chelsea out. I I I don't know. Uh, it just seems weird. If it was just goal differences, then Juventus would have to win Juventus by what four Juventus goals? Four, a lot of goals against seven. Yeah, I think four goals. If if we pretend that like Wolfsburg wins by one goal, then the goal difference would be seven. So, yeah, four goals. I think Juventus is safe. If they win, but uh... I don't know. I, I I tried to find some rules. I I couldn't really find anything. I don't know if I'm just bad at looking. I haven't looked through the rules rule book or anything, but. It's definitely interesting. Um, I, I want, uh, of course, I want Obi to, to be in Champions League. But I think it would be a shame if Chelsea doesn't uh, go to quarterfinals. But also Juventus would be sad to see them out because they've been very impressive this, uh, yeah, this season. Okay, so I found the, the rule book for this, right? So first criteria is higher number of points obtained in the group matches played among teams in question. Right, so, so how yeah. many points has Chelsea won against other two and apply the same for others? Yeah, so but that's they all, have, they all have four points. Yeah. Right, so the next is superior goal difference from the group matches played among these teams in question. So you want to take the goal difference from these six matches, not counting the ones played against Servet. Right, so for Chelsea well, and Wolfsburg, that's... Let's say Chelsea, 3-3, so that's zero, plus yeah. one against Juventus, 
and let's yeah. say they lose one nil against Wolfsburg, they're at zero. Yeah. Then Juventus has plus two because they won against Wolfsburg two nil. Right. Yeah. So that's two, and then Wolfsburg just. Oh, that that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Chelsea are out if they lose. Because then Wolfsburg will have one, and Juventus two. So, yeah, Chelsea need to win, or or draw, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, win or draw. But I think Chelsea will will win. You think? Because Wolfsburg almost won this one, this game, and that was uh, in London. So it was only because Hara's uh, late goal that they they won. But Chelsea, is, I think I, I haven't seen uh, games, but uh, I think it's a strong, it's stronger now than at the beginning of the season. Like uh, the performance of the team, it's higher now. I'm not sure, but I don't know. No, uh, I mean, yes, I think they're better than the first ones, but what was? Yeah, they drew against Juventus, and. That was yesterday. So, wait, no, not yesterday. The day before yesterday. And, and I know, like Juventus have been really good this season, and and Chelsea had the the FA Cup final. They probably partied a little more than they were allowed to. I can imagine. Uh, but still, it, it's. I'm I'm confused about why they didn't win this game. Maybe I should watch it. <laughs> yeah, so basically if Wolfsburg wins, they go through. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I don't know what's up with the Obi if it was just too many yellow cards, but she didn't play the league game either before. I hope she's okay. Haven't read anything else. So if she'll be be ready for the Chelsea game, I think uh, Wolfsburg have a solid chance of winning. They've been they've had some really good games this season as well. Also some not good games. I mean, the game against Juventus wasn't that, as far as I remember, it wasn't that great. But, yeah. I don't think anyone expected this group to be this intense on the last match day. Yeah, no. I, I thought Chelsea would just go through easy, but I guess not. And group B is pretty much set. Yeah, well, it is set, so... Well, Ruby and C are both set. Although Arsenal technically haven't qualified yet, but they'd have to lose 5-0 against Hoffenheim. Which, I mean, if they do lose 5-0 against Hoffenheim, they don't deserve to be there, so... 
Yeah. So if Arsenal lose, they can go out of champions. If they lose 5-0. I mean, if they lose by 5 because goals. Because they beat Copenhagen 5-0 in the first game, so... Yeah. 5-0? Yeah. So Copenhagen has to beat Arsenal, or then Arsenal beat them, essentially. But I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. I think Arsenal is already qualified. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then Group D. Also, I mean, they're both yeah. qualified, but the question is who's going to be first. I mean, there's nothing unexpected here, I think. Uh, I think we all expected Leon and Bayern to, to go through. Are they. Okay, yeah. Bayern is playing Benfica and Leon is playing Haken. I think it'll just stay. This way, so Leon first and Bayern second. Which team do you prefer to be first or second? Uh, Leon first. Leon first. Yeah. Well, I would say Bayern. I mean, well, well, yeah, for for, for 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 Leon, obviously Bayern. I mean, they they would be easier to beat than Leon. I, I don't know actually because uh, DVD and Damaris are both both out. Uh, yeah, but like for this, even this injury strictly on beat Benfica five new and Bayern drew against Benfica earlier this season. Yeah, so, oh. that is true. But also Bayern beat Leon the last time. So yeah, I mean Leon is pretty uh, pretty strong. I think I think if anyone can beat Barca. It would be Lyon. Yeah, but that would have to be at a full strength. Yeah, yeah. Lyon can, can beat Barca. Yeah, I think if, if they're at full strength and they're playing a good game, then yeah. I think it, they're the only team who can. We will see this Sunday another team yeah. that can beat Barca. Okay, so we can expect the potential <laughs> opponents would be Lyon, Barcelona, and and so on. We'll see who it is. I think Chelsea is the most likely to be because I think Chelsea, you it's are the ones qualified. Yeah, it's likely gonna be Chelsea and Juventus who go through. Yeah. So and the draw is gonna be in ten days, so December twentieth. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read anything about like same country protection. So, I think it's safe to say that we can draw Barcelona in the quarter. Yeah. Um, I would like to avoid it. I mean, not, not because they're better. I don't think realistically we can win against either of the teams we draw. It's just that to play against different European teams, because we already played Barcelona twice this season in the league and maybe even the Supercopa or Copa de la Reina. Yeah, probably to face another, uh, another different team too. Maybe Arsenal. We can't well, face Arsenal. We have to go to the semi-finals to potentially face Arsenal. Yes. But <laughs> well, I think if we just say that Arsenal goes through second and it's Chelsea and Juventus. So we, we will face Chelsea or Juventus? No, or, or we'll, we'll face Chelsea or Barcelona or Lyon. Lyon. Yeah. 
I think I, I would prefer Chelsea. Barca, Leon, I don't, I don't want this team, so I prefer uh, what if Juve we, or... What if we play well against Barcelona on Sunday? Then maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. That's, yeah. that's one of the topics. So, but I think champions, it uh, would be different. Even though we play well on Sunday, champions for Barca, it's like... Yeah. They, they will destroy us in champions. Yeah, yeah. I think, we I also think... love the champions. So, I mean, I would prefer Chelsea uh, out of those three. Uh, depends when, when when are they gonna play the games. I prefer so, Chelsea too. In March, yeah, but also fun fact: we also play Barcelona at the uh, Stadio in March. So if we go oh. Barcelona in the quarterfinals, we will play them three times in the span of two weeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Great! <laughs> okay, we don't want that. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so... That, that, that one is going to be very difficult. You also play uh, Athletic Global and Levante. Oh, no. So, March, March so. is going to be like... Uh, yeah, DVD will be back. So, I would prefer Chelsea out of those three. Uh, yeah. For sure. Because there have been times where Chelsea have been not so convincingly good. as strong as they should be when you look at like the lineup. But they're also dangerous because, I mean, you've got Sanka, Frank Kirby, and Penina Hada, who just pretty much scores whenever they want to. And, I mean, but they couldn't score against Barca. I don't understand. I, di I didn't watch the Champions League final last year, but, I mean... I think the game was over in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I think they might have made the same mistake as Arsenal did um, uh, so in the first game against uh, Barca because they they only see Barca playing Spanish teams and maybe they don't think much of the Spanish league because Barca is domin dominating the way they are and they forget that maybe Barca is just better than anyone else so they didn't expect them to dominate that that much maybe that's what happened with Chelsea they just thought that they could play their own game and like they usually do but that probably didn't happen that's a little too naive I mean to just assume because um, the Spanish league <laughs> isn't even professional um, officially so I I don't know. Um, it's it's a little bit too naive from a team like Chelsea. Honestly, I mean they obviously underestimated Barcelona for some reason. Also uh, Arsenal, um, but yeah, too naive for them. Just it seems like a rookie mistake because they they have Emma Hayes and she's. From what I have seen, she's pretty good. So, uh, maybe 
I don't. I haven't noticed much of Chelsea's defense, but I know they have Magdalena Eriksson. So I think uh, I just forgot all of Chelsea's squad. I'm just gonna find their Okay. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah, she's a defender, right? And then Magdalena yeah. Eriksson and she is too, but I think she's been out for some time. I don't remember, but she came back recently. Uh I don't know. I, I only noticed the the front, <laughs> to be honest. But see, the amazing thing with Chelsea is they've got like probably their main three. So Frank Kirby, Sam Curran, and then Harder. But then they've got Beth England and Jesse Fleming, and uh, I mean. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Memory local. They've just got a really good squad, honestly. Anyone could start. Anyone could be a sub. Uh, yeah. And a great goalkeeper. Which, I don't know why she's number 30, but that doesn't matter. I don't know, but I think uh, this uh, would probably be the our best chance of getting something out of the quarterfinals would be against Chelsea. Now that I look at the squad, uh, it doesn't look that great, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they would underestimate us. Oh, for sure, and for sure. That would work in our favor, like, greatly. That's the difference between Barca and every other team. Yeah. Barca never underestimates anyone, and they want to win and dominate every single game. Yeah, and they never stop. Never. It's like a machine, they just keep going. Yeah. Doesn't matter if someone gets injured, they keep going. Yeah, but, but also the, their high press is... It's astonishing, I mean. Yeah. But Arsenal maybe left their heart five times in, in the game, in the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... There's uh, the best uh, of like 10-15 minutes when like three, two, three passes from Arsenal and Barcelona immediately takes the ball away from Yeah. And that, uh, I think Arsenal haven't really been great at... Uh, Keeping the ball against teams that press high. So, I mean, I mean we are they're not quick enough either. What? We are even worse at someone pressing us. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're terrible. <laughs> but that's, uh, we're not talking about us now. <laughs> we're not right now. All right, we can switch then to Barcelona Arsenal game and. I look yeah. at, first look at the starting lineups. 
Yeah, I'll just uh, smack it. That was also like a water park moment <laughs> when we first saw Aristotle's lineup. Yeah. So I was very confused. I think most people were confused that Vip didn't start, Mitoma didn't start. Uh, and Caitlin Ford as a defender was kind of weird, but that's not how they played, I think. I I don't remember, actually, the first half. I think I was just annoyed that Miramar didn't start. Do you think uh, Arsenal care about this game, or yes? Oh, I, I think... I mean, they played in the Emirates Stadium. 20,000 people. Of and course they care. They want to put on a good show. You, you don't just give yeah. up. But. I think they, they also cared in the sense that they didn't expect to win. But they wanted to get a good result and they wanted to see how much they've changed. So so are they better now than they were the first game? I think that's that was the main goal. And why didn't they play the, their best players? I think uh, they played the best players for the tactic that Jonas wanted. Because... Uh, there was a lot of I think the, the goal with this tactic might have been to 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 keep Barca from scoring and then if not scored a goal from like 30 yards cool but their main objective was to keep Barca from scoring until maybe they put in Miedema in the last, I don't know, 30 minutes, where they would just press and try and score. I, I, think, I think this is like Aznar uh, uh, against PSG, first yeah. game. Yeah, a little, I think. And we know it didn't work a lot. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think... Ford, she was in front, and I think Paris was very quick, because she's... Uh, She's kind of like Olga, you know, always running back and forth, always defending, always attacking, just a machine. So I think the purpose for her was to just uh, always run back whenever Baza has the ball and try and uh, help out in the front and uh, maybe cross the ball in or, or try and, yeah, somehow get an attack going. Uh, I think... I think the main issue might have been in the center because, you know, Barca has Alexia in the center and, and she's just, and they play a lot through the center. Uh, well, they play everywhere, but I think Jen BT might have been too slow. And uh, also the, the pass uh, that led to the first goal, which... I think that destroyed the, the team spirit for Arsenal, uh, that they conceded in that way. Um, it was just bad. Do you think that Arsenal's defense is working well? Because they stopped most of Barcelona's attacks. The first goal came from Betis' mistake. The second yeah, was uh, a more so goal went right through to the middle. Yeah. That could have been easily defended. 
Yeah. But it'll go roll for there's not much you could have done there. Yeah. And the fourth one was a bit more similar to, to the second one. Yeah. I, I think Yeah. I think they did a really good job at defending. But the issue is that they made a mistake. Or they made three mistakes. And on those three mistakes, Barca scored. Uh, they probably made a, a few more. I don't know. I don't remember. But the thing is, you you need to be... 100% focused. Yeah. Like, focus. no mistake at all. Like, the, the pass from Gen BT, I mean, as soon as Catley saw that, I think it was Catley on the receiving end, as soon as she saw that it wasn't going to go all the way to her, she should have just ran to the ball. I mean, there was a second, I don't know if time just slows down when you know there's a mistake, but there was just these few seconds where it's like, why is everyone just staring at the ball? Why is no one running to the ball? I think there was miscommunication and Zinsberger was also trying to get to the ball and it was just yeah, a panicky moment and everyone froze, I think. I don't know. It was just bad luck. Because up until then, they, they'd been pretty good at defending. I mean, Barca wasn't... They wasn't as dominating as the first game. And I think this game, way better than the first game against them, even though the result was worse. But, yeah. I don't know. I always saw the triple substitution by Arsenal, Midama, Mana, and uh, Leah Walti. Would it be yeah. better if those three players started the game? I think. I think Walti should have started. I, I don't know. I, I guess I think I understand the tactic. Jonas always talks about how he wants to, he focuses a lot on ending the game as good or even better than start than the way he starts the game. So like the, the ending players with the closing players or whatever should be as good. So I think he was very focused on on trying to close the game on a good note, but it was too late because they conceded three in, in the first half. But but at the same time, the second half was much better uh, after the Mana and, and Viv came in. I mean, the, they, I think they, they had more attacks as well. And also Beth Mead had, I think, three. Uh, she created three uh, attacks or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, she also had 100% opportunity yeah. for scoring. I mean, it, was, it was a superb save by Banners, but still. No. Yeah, it, it should Start that uh, mid is you know you expect her to score score nine or ten times maybe it was maybe it was the the nerve yeah okay. I I don't know I think they were also affected 
by the Chelsea game still. Uh, that that was a, I don't know a, a mood killer. The main, like, um, what's it called? Drawbacks, something like that. Yeah, Arsenal needs to be quicker, like, at passing, and they, they keep the ball too long, like the players. There was one time where you could just see Katie McCabe, she was just, she had the ball for, like, what felt like forever, and she's looking around trying to figure out where to pass the ball and trying to avoid Barca players just taking the ball from her and they just need to be quicker at moving and quicker at passing and at crossing and they need Leah Williamson back. <laughs> now something for Kanita. Is it possible that uh, Ramadari can do something against Barcelona on Sunday? Well, um, we have a midfield that I saw against Bredeblik can do fast passes. So I think um, that could help, definitely. Uh, but uh, there's also something um, <laughs> I'm afraid of, and that's us uh, panicking, like Arsenal at some point, just freezing in place or something. Do you think our players like that? Because I'm not sure no. they are. No, I, I think, think uh, the only time I've seen them holding back was the game against PSG, you know, the one in Paris. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was because of Asna's tactics. And, and that's the only time I've seen them play like that. It was horrible to watch. Yeah, it looked really confusing. But the, they were confused <laughs> and lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that was the game where Esther was arguing with Asna, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that another game? Mm -hmm. That was that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't I think, think they'll be scared. I don't think either. I mean, especially, I mean, with Toril at the wheel, uh, they're now very, very motivated. Like by the way they talk, uh, every single one of them, by their statements and everything there. 
um, it's <laughs> the situation is much better and uh, especially after the PS the first PSG game you could see that the players themselves were determined to you know never give up after that game like that was um like uh, that game even they cried so Nosa and Atenea cried and yeah. later on you will see them stronger than ever and uh, just wanting uh, to get revenge and everything and uh, I think that was the best part of the second PSG game that will to fight you know uh so yeah. that was really beautiful to watch in the second game and yeah. i think and it will be the same on el clasico yeah and and i say this in the most loving way but i think uh, the real madrid players are as delusional as us yeah, yeah. they they truly believe that they could win but and um, i think that's yeah what? yeah if we go down, at least we could go down as uh, very, very crazy. <laughs> and uh, that wouldn't be so bad because, <laughs> um, look, they'll have the home crowd like for the first time in El Clasico and um, they're, they're already motivated. So they're really in for the blood. And that will be really fun. Even if we lose, we'll lose. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so the, the first two games what the four new and four one uh yeah can we at least uh achieve a better result in think terms so, of yeah scoring either scoring more than one goal or seeding less than four well if we score more than one we would do um more than any team that has done against barcelona this year so sure. that's a that's a big start already I mean, I would say our, our team is very different this season. I mean, we've got, what, nine new signings? Eight, yeah. Eight, yeah. Plus the coach <laughs> in the middle of the So, so nine, yeah. <laughs> um, so we can't really say. And the, the way they've played all season is, I don't know, some, some games have been horrible and some games have been very promising so it's hard to say uh, and against PSG that was without Rani and, and Cardona yeah uh, we played a very good game I think uh, we we conceived the first goal after the the free kick mm -hmm. which I mean set pieces and and this team it's yeah it's an issue. <laughs> yeah. But, but if if we can somehow avoid to conceive a goal for at least thirty minutes, I think that would give them even more confidence. I mean, the dream would be if they scored the goal a goal first. Yeah, because that, that would be a win in itself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, we had two games with Tottenham at the wheel, and we didn't even see one. So, <laughs> um, and both games were, 
I mean, we were leading. Um, we were never losing. Like we never, we didn't even concede one goal. And um, what um, the issue is here? Like I, I don't know. Like the only issue is um, that we don't know how the remontadas could work because we haven't seen one already with Toril. You know, we never conceded the goal yet. So um, that will be. I don't know. I wish if we concede first, like, um, if we, yeah, I said if, imagine that. Um, <laughs> if we concede first, how their mentality will be. I mean, I there's already blood in their eyes, so that's good. But like, what what will happen when they concede? That's um, that will be interesting to see. I mean, it is at the end of the day. It's still uh, Real Madrid. Yeah. And. Uh, Ramatada is in their blood, yeah. so. I mean, okay, let's uh, idealize the, the situation a little bit. Looking at the, the squad list for the previous game, and we saw Kachi in the training, and yeah. she also did that in the interview, so we can assume that she is back. Yeah. And again, ideally, there, there are no new injuries. So we are basically looking at the full squad, except for Aline. What would be what would be an approach to this game? Will will Toril keep the three one with Aslani? Or go with four three three if he has more midfielders available? Will he opt to take to put out at least three out of four of them or only two? We can do the prediction yeah. of the of the lineup if you want. Yeah. I have the, yeah. I have the, the whiteboard ready for, for this. All right. The okay. of the players. If you want, I can, I can share the screen. Yeah, I'll just uh, close my... How, how do I... Oh, that. Yeah. Can you, can you see? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got a field now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a field, I have coaches, and uh, I have uh, everything. Great. Here we can see <laughs> our, our coaches and ah. Barca. <laughs> I see Asnari still there. Okay. okay. Yeah, Asnari is, uh, is, this is uh, his legacy. So In spirit, yeah. yeah. He's there, yeah, that's true. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 So we're going to start with Madrid and then Barca, or if you want. Yeah. 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 Okay, I think the, the goalkeeper is easy. Yeah, it's of course. It, it should be. I mean, it should be obvious. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Misa. Then so uh, you would ask how much stability do you want in defense? What, what? How much stability do you want in defense? Yeah. An attacking football with Olga and Katie, but you can also. Well, I think. Lucia Corredera. I think Corredera will play. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Ivana and Babs in center. Sure. Yeah. I still if, think Rocio to be inexperienced for this. 
Yeah, I think uh, Ivana and Babs will have the uh, their nerves would be. Uh, yeah. I, I think Kenty will better. play for sure. But also Olga. Yeah. I think either Kenty or yeah, I think Kenty. I, think I don't Kenty. think. Yeah, I don't think Olga will play because she's young and she's more of an attack. She likes to go up and attack, and that's bad against Barca, I think. And I think Kenti has, has pl- what? what? I mean, Olga is on the yeah. left, so it doesn't matter. But it's either Kenti or Lucia, I think. But I think it's Kenti, probably. I think it's yeah. Kenti. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think uh, in terms of Olga versus Kenti, I don't think they would would be played at the same time. Either way, I, I... now we have two two options. Wait. I think. It... Did, didn't Olga score that penalty against Barcelona? Yeah. So I think she has the nerves for it. <laughs> if she could score a penalty against Barcelona, then... Yeah, but yeah. If, if she was playing this game, she would have to be more focused on defending than attacking. Yeah, and which she runs this, a yes. lot, like back and forth. This season, she's been more... Checking. Yeah. I, I think that uh, against uh, Corredera played play against Breda Blick because she is going to play uh, against yeah. Barca and Aznar wanted to, to try <laughs> her. And she did a great game, I think. What? Total not Aznar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So I think uh, Corredera will play. What, what do you think? Uh... I still think Olga, honestly, but yeah. Yeah, I, I would go with Olga. Okay, we have two, one. Olga. Olga. Three. Uh, I guess Olga then. <sighs> Look, oh. the, the field is gone. <laughs> I don't want Olga to play. <laughs> Uh, it's back, it's back, don't worry. I think Corredera will play, but let's say Olga. Okay, so that's the defense. Okay. Yeah, but it could also be that Olga didn't play because they wanted to rest her. Yeah, for this I think game. so too. Yeah, that's more likely actually. Yeah, I mean, if that was the same with Ivana, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then in the midfield, I think Kathy yeah. will play against Barca. Oh, I I she don't know start. because it depends. It, it depends on on why she wasn't playing yeah, before. Yeah, we don't that. know that. I, I think oh, we, my we, my. Yeah. We, we go for the players we, we know that will definitely play, that I think Tornoza will play 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the odds of her not playing are uh, low. So. Uh, and I think Maite, because uh, I think that's why she didn't play uh, from the start, yeah. a full game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he rested a lot of players. Yeah. 
which is good. Finally, resting. Yes. Okay. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> okay. You don't have and, to and now, them all of the time. We, we need someone here. Tere, maybe? I, I think Tere or Kathy? Tere had think? a very, very good game against the uh, Pride of Lake. Yeah. Like a very good game. Yes. I think Tere. But she's also. Yeah, I, other than that game, I mean, she hasn't been phenomenal. I mean, she was just back from injury, and I guess the, the Breidablik game was an introduction <laughs> to her getting back into her form. I mean, we, yeah. I don't know how she played against Villarreal, that I, I didn't hear true. anything, so yeah. I don't really think this is a a good uh, lineup to face Barca because we we will have Kenty, which is a, a lot of attack, then Olga, which is a lot of attack, then Claudia, which is attack, creative attack, and we only have like three defensive players here, and, and this but like this, and Barca will will destroy our, our midfield. No, our like they can go all the ways. Our midfield has impeccable connection. They had it in the Breidablik game. Like I don't know if we saw those passes between the, these three when uh, Maite came in. I was. Um, yeah, but the, I, I'm. I don't know. I I love them. <laughs> but but I don't think the problem is the attack. The problem is defense. But yeah, for we sure. Will put, we will put here three more uh, well, we forwards. Can't be and... We can't be passive. I think three is enough at the back. But, but I also think, Joan, I think the issue with our team is that we're not good at defending. Yeah, and we that's can't defend. Like, we can't defend all game. That's definitely not the case. Uh, look the, at the, the PSG game. Uh, that was our best defending lineup, and it was shit. Yeah. Uh, maybe having something like this with two defensive players on the midfield that can stop uh, Barca attacks and something like this could work better against Barca. I think I that think. could happen in the second half, but I don't think Kasi can start. I don't. I don't know actually. We were not sure about Kasi. Yeah, I think that I. I would put. Cassie in if if she was fit, yeah. But yes, I, I, I don't think. know. They don't give us updates, so I have no clue if she was re-injured or what was going on. But she hasn't been in the squad for what two games now. Yeah, she just disappeared. I don't but, know. But I think the the key against Barca can be to have two defensive uh, midfielders here. And what? Two centre-backs, so that's four at the back, no. Yes. Yeah, no. Because Olga and Kenti will attack a lot, so that's yeah. we, we need so someone to, to cover these places when they are up. That is true. And they, 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 we need like four a square here with four defenders that can move on the whole line of defence to, to cover all the, the, the holes that they will leave. When what they if, are attacking. What if Olga and Atenea start on the wings? 
So uh, you, you mean Olga here and Corredera here? There's also Lucia, so... Yeah... I, I don't think uh, he'll put Olga on the wing this time, though. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% confident with Corredero as a defender against Barca. Mm, yeah, I don't think she's um, quick enough. Yeah. I mean, now they have uh, Graham Hansen back. Mm -hmm. uh, and they also have, well, it's faster. They have always have someone. Which position is Graham Hansen? She's the right winger, right? I think. So yeah. we need to keep our left side. Yeah. 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 And I think, and I think Olga can keep up with her because she's quick and she is quick at getting back and forth and she never gets tired. She's uh Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, Olga uh, is better against Barca than Corredera because of the, the speed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, the only problem I see is that Thornotha will play uh, for sure, but then uh, Tere should play, but I, I am not convinced uh, with just having Tere here. I think if if uh, Kasi or Kati or whatever it's pronounced, uh, if she's fit and ready to play, I think she's, she should start. Yes, I, I think it can be the key for uh, keeping Barca in the defensive phase. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they definitely need someone to cover when Olga or Kenti runs up. Yes. So. Mm. Yeah. I think with this lineup, they, they can break uh, our lines pretty easy. And to be honest, I don't think we will have the ball uh, like 60% of, of the time, like against Breda League, we will have like 30% or less. Yeah. Yeah, but it's important to, to be able to get the ball quickly. Yeah, I think um, we... And you need, you need Maita for, for that. Yeah, definitely. That's true. So maybe, maybe we, we can put yeah. the forwards and then we can decide because maybe playing with three forwards is not the best option against Barca. We can find uh, like four midfielders and only two forwards. Again, maybe. defensive football, no. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe the issue when when teams play against Barca is they, they want to counter Barca's way of playing. Yeah, exactly. But, but that's not going to work. Yeah. I think they need to destroy Barca's game. Yes. Instead, Barca wants the ball. Take the ball away from them. Yeah. Find a way to keep the ball away from Barca. It doesn't matter if you just keep crossing the ball from left to right. Just find a way to destroy Barca's momentum. Yeah. I think that that might be the key. It's easier said than done, obviously. And I'm I'm not the one playing, but I think the problem think with teams facing Barca, Barca is because they're 
start off um i, I mean they start off in their heads too passive like i i, I don't know like this what we're talking about like what john is trying to say is we should play passively <laughs> and that's not yeah. good that's that's firstly that's not our style of play uh, we shouldn't play <laughs> passively at all and especially not against barcelona that's offensive and that's really yeah. strong like i, I know um it, it will be hard and maybe the team is i not maybe the team isn't ready yet but the way to outperform Barca is by outperforming them on position and on attack. I mean, don't don't let them have the ball. That's the main the main thing is they have the ball too much. They yeah, the more possession you have, the more likely you are to make a mistake. And believe me, this Madrid team is is likely to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> we need control. When we lose control, but, it's all gone to hell. Yeah, but as soon as they we lose the ball, as soon as we make a mistake, then correct it. Get the ball back. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you just as soon as possible attack the players. Just be quick about it. Think quick. React quickly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we are not there yet, but put the slani there immediately. We, no, this should yeah, this should be like seen as a, a training game. We're gonna play Barca twice every season. Yeah, and they're the team to beat right now. So this should just be a training game for us. Okay, let's put a slide there, and we have this diamond. It's gonna help a lot with with the exit of the ball. But now you have a, you only have two spots left. Do you play without a center forward? Like Fred just there, Pedro Muller, play with... Uh, I think Esther will play 100% sure. Try to counter through the wings. Because if we have this done here with Aslani, and you put a step with the attack, with the other attack, so you kind of have to sacrifice one of the wingers. But Aslani will play. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and Two. Or not? I don't know. I mean, she played the whole games. She was. <laughs> I think Esther so. is. Esther is is gonna play for sure. I think it's uh, she is the only one that can score a goal, <laughs> like during the whole season. I mean, Aslan. Okay. Maybe. No, I, I don't know. Then one less midfielder. Yeah, I think because I, I don't think three midfielders will work here. Yeah, because last season Aslan was the only only proper. And then you can play four for three. But now that we have yeah. and that the set is a starter, then Aslan drops down to midfield. But then we yeah. have two, two central midfielders. Yeah. That's the problem with playing both Aslan and Esther. Yeah. Don't you think Toril will play Aslan and Esther? 
Or wouldn't you play Atlani and Esther if you have both at top level? I don't know because I would play Athenia and uh, Cardona on the wings. But that's 12 players. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. <laughs> but I don't think Cardona will play. She's not ready for yeah, playing that's, against Barca. Yeah. Okay, then we put Astani and in this diamond formation and play two forwards, but make Atenea a forward. Oh. I, I, I don't think Atenea can play as a forward. Yeah, no, me neither. As a forward because if you're playing counter attacks, then it doesn't really matter. But she will be lost here, I think. Yeah. What? I don't. I don't. I mean, this is what? probably what Asnar could have done. Like uh, he he loved putting uh, Tanea uh, as a striker for some reason. But um, Aslani plays sort of left wing ish. Left. Left, not right. That's right. Yeah. And then mm. Athenia, right. Yeah. This is tricky. <laughs> yeah, so so maybe Aslani will be... Aslani won't be happy with you, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but But she won't really play on the left wing. I think she'll play somewhere in between left wing and ten. I, I, yeah, and Olga uh, would fill in uh, for the uh, extreme uh, left. Yeah. So yeah. I. What, what, what I think is that Esther and Aslani will will play as forward both here, and then. <laughs> I don't think Atenea. I, I think that the thing that will be different would be the the midfield. I don't think that will be the midfield. I think we should just put twelve players. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I think because you know, as think... could work in this four four two, but we don't have four midfielders. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but we, we can have four. Four as well, but then then you have no sub. Like this, like, on the bench. No, but I would, I would go with that. It's... I think this is the best because we have like wingers with Olga and Kenty, but then That's we have true. also control in the center of the field with Kathy, and we have two forwards that score a lot of goals that are the the ones that can score a goal against Barca. So, I think that both of them should play. Yeah, but no subs. But... What? Then he would have to change up the tactics, um, like completely in the second half, because there are no other midfield subs left. Like, what's with that? And then in the second half, he would have to pull out two midfielders and bring on wingers. Yeah. Yeah, on the second half, you can you can put uh, Cardona if it's ready on the on the right wing, and yes, remove Kenti. Classy. Cassie. <laughs> yeah, Cassie. And 
And maybe I'm change the stair and put uh, Athena yeah. here. Now I don't think Aslani no. would play the whole game, by the way. But, but, but so yeah, also. that is more like the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we have these uh, two formations to change, uh, depending on how the, the game is going yeah, on. Yeah, but we have Naikari and Bola on the bench. Yeah. And those two work together. I don't think Mola will play this game. The problem is we have too many players, so 